Input. Output. Hi, this is Input Output, and I'm your host, Mark Yarm. Today on the Input Output podcast, we've got stories about that New York Post article controversy and Apple's supposed sustainability move. And tonight, the Trump campaign is accusing Twitter and Facebook of censorship after the social media companies blocked the spread of an unverified story about former Vice President Joe Biden's son and a laptop allegedly full of his old emails. It's a story raising concerns about whether it's real or just designed to sow confusion in the final weeks of the election. Twitter and Facebook recently made controversial editorial decisions to reduce the spread of a disputed New York Post story about presidential candidate Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Republicans accused the platforms of censorship, and Twitter later reversed course. Here are InputMag.com editor Ryan Houlihan and Guides editor Evan Rogers talking about these pre-election developments. There's this New York Post story that was sort of the talk of the week. Mm. The New York Post published a story about Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. We really probably shouldn't go into the details. I mean, maybe we should discuss, maybe the topic at hand is if we should go into the details. It's information that is extremely questionable sources. The information itself is also pretty easy to disprove. And so there's this story that it probably doesn't reach the level where a journalist should have said publish. It's extremely politically motivated and it's easy to disprove. The story itself, to me, I don't find particularly interesting. It has to do with like Hunter Biden introducing his dad to someone in the Ukraine in order to make money on a deal, which then you end up finding out that that didn't actually, his dad had no say on whether this guy was going to get the results he wanted. So it doesn't really matter in the end. And ultimately, none of this is shocking in a Trump presidency. Like the idea that I'm supposed to think that Hunter knowing somebody and wanting to introduce his dad to them is shocking in a world where like Ivanka has a private email server and is like wheeling and dealing with Russian oligarchs over and was maybe illegally paid by Trump, you know, as a as a as a consultant. And also that they're constantly staying at their own properties in order at, at inflated rates in order to build yep. the federal government for as much as possible. Like all of that corruption, this story wouldn't have been interesting to me in 2016, let alone now. But what they're trying to do is sort of this encore performance of her emails and there's a scandal yes. over emails. And, and they're trying to find a late game scandal. And this is this is right within the conspiracy theory greatest hits. Do you remember the old conspiracy theory like Bill Clinton met with yes. XYZ on the plane? You need this sort of like information gap. You need this sort of innuendo, this like read between the lines so that you can manufacture the sort of um, Because then it can be about anything. It can yeah. be about a deal if that's the thing you're willing to believe. It can yeah. be about high level corruption if that's the thing of you're course. willing to believe. It can Absolutely. be about pedophilia if that's the thing you're willing a, to believe. Yeah. It can be lizard people if that so they can just in that information gap, in that level of nuance, you can fill in whatever you can you fill want. in whatever you want. So this story comes out right, and it, people are upset because it got published. People are upset because they believe it. People are like Hunter Biden, even though Hunter Biden will not be in the White House, unlike Ivanka Trump, yes. and Hunter Biden will not have a job in the White House. So none of this matters. In any event, Twitter and Facebook then decide to limit the spread of the story because, like Trump's tweets and a couple other like COVID-related things or election-related things, they've decided this misinformation is so dangerous that they want to limit the spread of it. Some people celebrate this and they're like, this is them being responsible and deciding that they don't want to play party. Uh, They don't want to be a tool for some of the worst people in the world to try to destroy democracy. That seems positive. But then there are people, even on the left, that are saying Twitter and Facebook deciding what that leaked information 
can't be disseminated on their platforms is bad because what would have happened to Chelsea Manning or Edward Snowden or any of the the Panama Papers, these stories that were happy that they came out. To me, that's well, disingenuous. It's a, yeah, it's just a, there's just a huge difference between the two cases. I think that's super disingenuous. <laughs> I think if it's a verifiable yeah, fact, exactly. even if it's leaked, if it's verifiably true, let it spread. If it is a lie and misinformation and we can verify that it's most likely misinformation or there is at least a very good chance that none of this is true i think it's perfectly reasonable for twitter and facebook to say they don't want it on their platforms it's, well yes and so like anybody listening to this, any anyone listening to this that is not super familiar with the like nuts and bolts of journalism the panama papers were provided to a journalist that journalist made the correct assumption that this was too big to handle alone and so they took that information because you need to verify it it needs to be actually verified which is very dubious whether or not the your post did that in a sort of good faith way. If yes. they did it in a good faith way, they are incompetent and bad <laughs> at journalism. And if they <laughs> really didn't, bad. then like, they're really politically bad. motivated liars. Yes, yes. And so, yeah, in the Panama Papers, they worked with journalists from around the world to verify this because that's what makes that's what gives the story strength is like you look beneath the surface and there is a supporting ligature of facts that holds up, you know, what actually happened. And that just from what I could tell, yeah either wasn't done like you said or is just very political political thing but then in, in terms of like twitter or facebook and how they've reacted the thing that just feels bad about it is that they're definitely they're just choosing they are telling us they're like we're just applying the rules in our terms of service and then it's all completely arbitrary and completely political in and of itself so to every you know republican out there screaming that these companies are biased and that it's all arbitrary you know what actually you're not wrong but uh, well, they, these companies did also, they also suppressed blue leaks. They have done yes, stuff very, on the other end of example. the spectrum. Yes. But I would say, I don't really care if they are politically motivated. I also kind of don't care because you've decided to make fascism and Nazism mainstream politics. And I would like people to make judgments based on that. I don't yeah. want like them to pretend that all information is equal. Like we are so past the point of being like, well, you know, we believe our tax policy is being tampered by the Facebook algorithm. This isn't about tax policy, even though I think that is important. This is about like spreading lies before an election that could have consequences that end democracy. Want to hear more from Ryan and Evan? Then stay tuned for today's second story. already have over 700 million lightning headphones and many customers have moved to a wireless experience with airpods beats or other wireless headphones and there are also over 2 billion apple power adapters out in the world and that's not counting the billions of third-party adapters so we are removing these items from the iphone box which reduces carbon emissions and avoids the mining and use of precious materials For the first time since the original iPhone was launched in 2007, the device won't come with any headphones in the box, nor will it come with a power adapter. Apple is framing this as a sustainability effort, but InputMag.com editor Ryan Houlihan and Guides editor Evan Rogers aren't convinced. Here they are talking about Apple's latest moves. 
they announced that they will not be including power bricks or ear pods in the case with new iPhones, which yeah. they're saying is so good for the environment and it makes their shipping packages smaller. And But the alternative side of that is that lots of people don't have those things and that means it's an extra added cost for them or they're going to open up their phone and realize they have no way of charging it. Yes. So there's been a couple of like stories in this vein that are sort of circulating right now. One of them is that like because these new iPhones support a very cool new form of MagSafe, people are recirculating that story about how wireless charging is really inefficient. And then there's a story that you mentioned about not having adapters in the box. I'm trying to think of the other one. Oh, yeah. That like game streaming is also not like sustainable. I understand the impulse, but I also think that we need to be pretty chill about like blaming the end user. Game streaming is not going to become an environmental risk unless it becomes a popular thing, which is not yet. And then also there's like lots of efficiencies to be gained by running a computer in a warehouse that's like perfectly managed for running that computer is inevitably going to be more efficient than, you know, running it in your house. Yeah, I think what we're saying is I am super environmentally focused, but if we're going to start somewhere, it's probably from for my bet, it's probably not with game streaming or with the power brick that comes with your iPhone. I think it probably starts with Exxon. If we're going to take this effort, I mean, yes, every little bit helps. I totally agree. I think it's like rearranging lawn chairs on the Titanic right now, and it's very inconvenient for the end user. And I think like if we want to make meaningful difference with Apple's impact on the cloud, we probably shouldn't be buying iPhones every year. Yes. See, that is that is where it's really at. And I think that, you know, this is sort of a media criticism from me. You know, I get it that like Apple is hot that day. And it would be good to write a sustainability story because with any new consumer product that goes out to millions of people, we do need to think about sustainability. If you want to talk about the iPhone, let's talk about lithium ion cobalt mining. Well, that's what makes it so hard to believe Apple when they're saying they're doing this for environmental reasons, right? Like they're saying, we don't put ear pods in the packaging because you probably have one from an old iPhone and we want to protect the environment and we don't think we think it's a waste to keep giving these out. Yes. Which is fine. That's cool. Which, Whatever. Which is one thing to say, but also you should disclose that you're saving money, right? Like this is saving you money, even though you're charging more for the phone. Right. And your AirPods are probably one of the worst consumer electronics you can purchase for the environment. They're phenomenally bad for the environment. Like the batteries, the ability to lose them, the fact that they're completely unrepairable, the fact that they're- That's the huge thing. That's the huge thing. Wireless charging AirPod cases are so inefficient. I mean, it's almost comical for a company that makes AirPods to pull AirPods, the ones that are environmentally friendly, from the packaging of the iPhone and say it's for the environment rather than for Apple's convenience like i would rather apple just be honest and be like i mean nintendo at one point was selling the 3ds the new 3ds without a charger and they were like you got to buy another one we don't want to we don't want to pay for it and it's like uh, yeah at least you're being honest yeah i mean they're at the attitude is important like nintendo's i remember this perfectly like nintendo's attitude at the time was just like yeah that's not in there deal with it there's no buy one you probably might already have one if not you have to buy one too bad yeah and that to me at least it was honest this apple performance as if like they truly care about sustainability I'm sure some people at their company do, but the actual entity that is the company, the corporeal human, as the Supreme Court has decided that it is, does not care about the environment. So at least be honest and be like, you know, some people in the company were pushing this for sustainability. It also saves us money. Um, and and in complete honesty, we'll take $20 off the price of the phone or whatever. And so if you want to buy one, you can go buy one. Yes, like, pretty sure that Apple does like donate to some environment and sustainability well, they gotta, causes. They got to keep those tax. 
taxes do. Oh, yes, exactly. I mean, just the other day I was watching the Tesla battery factory video and like right on the heels of that, you know, they were talking about extracting lithium from the desert, right? Elon made it sound trivial. He's like, yeah, you know, we take some dirt out, we extract the lithium, we put it right back down. You know, that's Elon. Two weeks later, I, you know, write up this little story about Patagonia's public trust documentary about what happens when you open up federally owned and public lands to mining. And let me tell you something, you do not simply put the dirt back. It is not the same afterwards. It's very good marketing, I'm sure. But like, there is so much more that can be done from a supply chain standpoint for sustainability that I'm not hearing shit about. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Houlihan and Evan at Evan Rogers. I am at Mark Yarm. For more news from the world of technology and culture, visit InputMag.com. You can click on the links in the show notes for the stories we discussed today. New episodes of Input Output are released three times a week. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. You can find Input Output on your smart speaker or whichever podcast app you use. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.